Thanks for checking out the weekly Harmony Church podcast. For more information and resources about Harmony Church or any of the Harmony events, check out the Harmony Church website or Harmony Church Facebook page today. Oh, hallelujah. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Well, thank you. I, I love being here. I love being here. In fact, I came in a day early um, and had time with uh, Catherine and Gideon because I just enjoy it. I just enjoy the conversation. We go at it hammer and tong like um, with theology and it's just delightful, iron sharpening iron. And it's such a privilege and a joy to be here at Harmony once again. It's uh, such, such a, a beautiful place to be and I feel so at home, which is just a delight. In fact, even this morning, as I was just praying about harmony, the Lord just began to show me uh, pictures of this amazing church as as a glorious spectrum. And I saw the Lord um, showing me how, uh, even as a harmony and and the picture of the rainbow, I know the um, the new age of all tried to take it, but it was God's invention in the first place. Hallelujah. But I heard the Lord saying that you're going to be a full spectrum church and that's going to be on many, many levels. So I heard the Lord uh, saying that there's going to be here uh, elite athletes. There's going to be people in the top of the medical field. There's going to be people top of the business fields, of mining fields and um, many, many different aspects in the seven different mountains in government that God's going to be bringing it. You're going to see the full spectrum of people here. I also saw a full spectrum of different languages coming in and uh, and the gospel being preached in different languages. I saw a full spectrum of um, the Word of God going out in different uh, forms of media and that God was going to enlarge it and increase it to cause it to go out. I, saw, I heard the Lord uh, begin to say, and the islands shall see His light. And I saw a full spectrum of the islands all around starting to be impacted through this place as, as people are sent out and the Word of the Lord gets sent out and media gets sent out from this house. So get ready. The Lord is enlarging your vision. He's enlarging your capacity. And it's it's going to be a full balance in that it's not going to be known for this or for that. It's going to be known for the the light of God. Light is is all of the colours together. And I see the Holy Spirit so pleased that there's such a healthy balance of fruit and gifts here in this house and and the full spectrum of the gifts of the Spirit. Last, uh, uh, yesterday and, and Friday night, I was just astonished to to see the words of knowledge uh, that Catherine was coming out with. It was just amazing. I got this word silver stream. Well, who, uh, who's what? What's that about? Who 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 relates to silver stream? This lady says up, stands up and says that's a train station I get off at to go visit my parents. And then she had this amazing word for the family and and other really, really specific words. And, and I just see a, a, a strong increase in signs and wonders and the word of knowledge and miracles, healings, the prophetic. It's, it's such an exciting time that the Lord is having you step into. There is no limits for you because the gift of faith has come to rest upon you. And uh, so it's really exciting days for you. Hallelujah. The year of the favour of the Lord. So let's pray. Daddy God, this is the day that you have made and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Lord, what a privilege it is to be your children. Thank you, Lord, for your presence here today. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the freedom that your son brings us. 
Thank you, Lord, for salvation. Thank you, Lord, for freedom. Thank you, Lord, for righteousness. God, we're so grateful. And Lord, we ask that you stretch forth your hand and heal and do signs and wonders and miracles in the name of your holy servant, Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. Hallelujah. Well, if you would, I, I'd, I'd love you to turn with me uh, to the book of 1 John. I love 1 John. I enjoy it so very much. And in my own readings, I, I, um, I'm, I'm working currently through the book of the Gospel of John. Uh, slowly, it takes me a long time to get through a book um, when I'm working through it because it's so rich and it's so delicious. Um, but then I also, so that's my sort of my daily um, study time. I, I have a, a, a work through what, what I feel the Lord's wanting me to study. But then I have snacks through the day as well. Where it's like, where would you like me to read? And then I listen to the audio Bible as I go to sleep. And I, I listen to the audio Bible when I'm waking up. I just believe that the Holy Spirit is inviting us into a season of revelation like we have not had before. And even as knowledge is increasing all over the earth, and we see that with technology, it's just... The light of God is increasing too. And the knowledge of Him is being released to us as a church. So it's not a time to be passive, but a time to uh, grab a hold of what's being um, offered to us, to eat it, to digest it, and to have it. Amen? Amen. Amen. I, I'm used to people being very vocal. So let's have a practice. So if I, if I say something that sounds like, wow, that's really good, you go, yeah, that's awesome, right? Whatever you do here. Hallelujah. <laughs> because, you know, it's actually a form of worship. When you respond to revelation, when the Holy Spirit reveals something about Jesus and your heart goes, oh, yes. That is the worship the Father's seeking. He's, worship, he's looking for worshippers who'll respond to the spirit of truth, revealing something fresh about who He is, so that our hearts spontaneously go, yay, that's awesome. God loves that, and it is an expression of worship. So feel free to make some noise. Hey, yay, hallelujah. <laughs> that comes from John 4, and it's beautiful. Highly recommended reading. 1 John 3, I love this so much. Verse 20, For if our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart and knows all things. Hooray, there's a worship moment and you just missed it. Oh, hooray. Beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence toward God and whatever we ask, we receive from Him because we keep His commandments and do those things that are pleasing in His sight. And this is His commandment, that we should believe on the name of His Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as He gave us commandment. Yay. Sometimes I, you'd, I'd read this, in the old days, I'd read this and think, Whatever we ask, we receive from Him because we keep His commandments. Ah, there you go. Well, that's why I don't receive everything because I don't keep all of the commandments. But if you keep reading, it says, this is the commandment, that you believe Him and that you love one another. In other words, if you believe who He is, let His love fill your heart and just let the river flow, then you can have a confidence that whatever you ask, you'll receive. Hallelujah. 
Praise the Lord for the gospel that says it's no longer we who lives, but Christ who lives in us. That we're the just who live by. Oh, hallelujah. Not the just who live by feelings. Praise the Lord. So even if our hearts condemn us, He's greater than our heart. As I was just um, getting ready to, um, as I was looking over my notes this morning, I was reminded of a testimony. Um, and we've been speaking over the weekend about speaking life. That the Word of the Lord sent forth does not return to Him void, but it accomplishes what it's sent forth to do. And that we have creative power when we speak. We've got to be really careful with our words, because in our mouths, according to the book of Proverbs, is the power of life and death. All the time, not just when you're being intentional about it. You were created in the image of the one who created the world with his words. So you need to use your words with great wisdom. And um, I was reminded of a, um, a situation I had earlier in the year. I was on, on the central coast in New South Wales at Mark and Darlene Czech's church and just getting ready to minister and a couple came up to me and this couple um, they said they came up to me and they said do you remember us and I said no (laughs) no I don't but hi they said we're the couple that interrupted your service seven years ago and I went I do remember you (laughs) because I'd been in a service in Sydney And God was moving with so much power. I mean, there was wonderful miracles happening, demonstrable miracles. It was really exciting. And the gift of faith just fell in the room. And um, this couple just got up in the middle of the meeting and came forward holding hands, elderly couple. Um, Well, not, I mean, yeah, a little bit elderly. And (laughs) seven years ago, they seemed more elderly to me then than they would now. Um, <laughs> they came up to me and they said, would you please pray for our son? He's in the hospital. And I went to pray for them. And I, I remembered a story I'd read about John G. Lake. Anyone read John G. Lake's stuff? I read Adventures in God every Christmas just for my own pleasure. Hallelujah. It's good, good to feed on the faithfulness of God. But I remembered a story of a test of a prayer request that had been given to him while he was in South Africa. Um, they gave him this prayer request, and it was of a lady who was um, had been confined to a, an insane asylum in Wales, and that prayer request was prayer for her healing. Anybody know the story? Oh gosh, you need to read Adventures in God. Um, so. He, he went to pray for this lady and he got down on the platform and he knelt down and he got the congregation to begin to pray and they just went into a, a deep intercession. They began to pray in the Spirit. I love to pray in the Spirit because the Bible says he who prays in an unknown tongue edifies himself, builds himself up on his most holy faith. But when the Holy Spirit intercedes through us, it's in perfect harmony with the will of God, which is so exciting. Um. But as he began to intercede, he saw himself going um, and actually walking up to a big door, opening the door, walking in. He saw this woman strapped down, laid hands on her and spoke healing. Well, about six weeks later, when snail mail came through, they heard the testimony that right at the very moment he'd prayed, she was instantly delivered and brought back to her right mind. 
And so I was, as I went to pray for this elderly couple's son who was in hospital, the Holy Spirit reminded me of that testimony. That's why testimonies are so important. Hallelujah. They release faith. And I, so I, I went to pray and I just a, a deep intercession came on me and I felt like I almost went into a trance. And I saw myself walk into that young man's hospital room, lay hands on him and declare healing. Well, it was great. The next day, the pastor called me and said, he was released from hospital at that very moment that you prayed. And I went, yay. But I didn't know the story of actually what was wrong with him until just this year. They came up to me and they said, do you remember how we interrupted your service seven years ago? I went, yes, I do. They said, our son had end-stage lymphoma. He had tumours all through his body. He was instantly healed. And seven years later, he still hasn't had a trace of cancer. Isn't that cool? Yay, God. The word sent forth will accomplish what it's sent forth to do. And the whole earth is groaning and waiting for you and I to enter into the holy confidence that it's talking about here in 1 John that we would no longer be Christians who are having a go, but that we would begin to walk in confidence of who He is and who we are in Him. That we would know our God and that we would know what we look like. Hallelujah. We can quote the Scriptures. Many of us have grown up being able to quote, I've been crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ who lives in me. Um, As He is, so am I in this world. Yes, you know all of these scriptures, yes. But I wonder how many of us actually believe it. Because our hearts often try to condemn us. And that our emotions need to be pulled into line to come into agreement with what God says. It says here, if our hearts condemn us, which means they often try to, He is greater than our hearts. In other words, if you get asked to pray for somebody and you don't feel like you're in a particularly spiritual place, you maybe have done something you shouldn't have done or said something you shouldn't have said, had an attitude you shouldn't have had or you haven't prayed as much as you, you were praying a few weeks ago, you've just been busy and you haven't really spent much time with God and you're just not really in the moment. Anyone know what I'm talking about? The good news is that that does not define your ability to release heaven. Your ability to minister is not based on how you feel or on your performance. Your identity is not based on what you've done. It's based on who you believe. We are the just who live by faith. The Word of God for us is no longer a measure that we have to try to strive to measure up to and compare ourselves to, but it's become a mirror to us, a revelation of our true identity. And the Holy Spirit is simply trying to get us to remember what we look like. If any man's a hearer of the Word, it says in James, and not a doer, it's because he's like a man who looked at his natural face in a mirror, but then walked away and forgot what he looked like. The Holy Spirit every day is trying to remind us, this is the truth about you. 
You are not defined by how you feel. You're not defined by what you did yesterday. You're not defined by anything you've done. You're defined by the fact that you've believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. You've received His love. Now, His love wants to flow through you. And His love is not sympathetic. His love is powerful. His love heals the sick. His love changes nations. His love is the light of the world. It is more powerful than we have even the ability to comprehend. Hallelujah. So even if our hearts condemn us, the Lord says, hey, it's okay. If you wake up or you, you feel like I'm not really in that spiritual place right now, that's not actually the truth about you. Good news. You see, our, we can often live in the hangover of guilt that we were never created to walk in. Many of us live in this weird place of deception that think, I haven't got a right to feel as righteous as God. Now, the scripture says that we are the righteousness of God in Christ, yes? The Bible says that as he is, so are we where? In this world. That means like right now. No longer we who lives, but Christ who lives in us. What's he like? He's holy. He's pure. He's righteous. God has come to make us compatible with him. Light can have no fellowship with darkness. So unless we were able to be made as righteous as Christ, we couldn't be joined to him. So that's the great news of the gospel is that no matter what you did, you couldn't measure up to the standard of Christ. So he made a way that you could receive his righteousness and have a new identity that makes you as righteous as God. Hallelujah. You're not going to become as righteous as God. You are as righteous as God. If you read Romans, I love the book of Romans. Delicious. It says, I was crucified with Christ. Hallelujah. Over and over again. I was. I died. Hallelujah. It's a done deal. Praise the Lord. Because I used to live in a place where I kept trying to achieve that. <laughs> dying to myself. I'm dying to myself. It just didn't work. I tried really hard. And then I thought maybe I need other people help to, you know, really deal with my flesh. But actually, I can't deal with my flesh. My flesh was dealt with when I put my faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and I reckoned myself dead with Him, buried with Him, raised up with Him. Hallelujah. Now seated with Him in heavenly places. I don't wrestle, hallelujah, sin anymore. I have, I have died to sin and God has given me His righteous nature. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It's just the gospel. It's good. Beloved. That's you. Beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence toward God. You see, the enemy would love us not to have confidence toward God. He'd love us to believe that we're not quite acceptable. Because if we believe that, then we won't confidently start manifesting Christ and ministering in the power that he wants us to walk in. God is so excited about your life that Jesus said, it's better that I go away because my spirit will come. 
live in you, be upon you. And my glory is going to be seen as covering the earth as the waters cover the sea. He was so excited. He said, the same works that I do and greater works you'll do. This is like, yay. So the enemy came rushing in, terrified. Hey, 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 hey. no, 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 um, no, 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 you're not quite there. Not, not quite there. Not yet. Maybe when you die. Because if you believe that as he is, so are you, you're scary to the enemy. You're scary to darkness because whatever you ask, you'll receive. It's in the book. Hallelujah. And all of creation's been groaning and waiting and longing for the day that people would humble themselves and receive by faith what they can have no part in earning. Mm-hmm. And whatever we ask, we receive from Him because we keep His commandments and do those things that are pleasing in His sight. And these are the commandments. This is the commandment. Are you ready? That we should believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, the name of His Son, and love one another. All you have to do, if you want to be fully righteous, fully powerful, walking in all, All the power of Christ on the earth. Anybody want that? All you have to do is believe on the name of His Son, Jesus Christ. Let Him give you what He wants to give you. That is the gift of righteousness, the gift of salvation. Open your heart and receive His love. And then open up the gates of your heart and let it flow out to love others. Hallelujah. That's it. Receive his love, give it away. By faith, believe. Hallelujah, you set me free from me. You took my shame, you took my guilt, you took all of my crookedness. You've given me a new name, a new nature. You've given me the righteousness of the Son of God. Your love is pouring continuously into my heart. And now I get to open up the gates and love people in powerful and tangible ways. Hallelujah. True love gives and receives. That's what love looks like. Remember Jesus said on the cross, he says, I thirst. What was he thirsting for? He was thirsting for fellowship. He said the same thing to the woman in in, um, John 4 when she was at the well. He said, give me a drink, I'm thirsty. What he was saying was, I'm thirsting for fellowship. I'm thirsting to give love to you and to receive love from you. You know, you and I are created in His image and we have a thirst within us that continually longs to be filled up to overflowing and longs to give as well. Hallelujah. We have a, we have a need within us to give the love of Christ, to overflow with His love. That is to do good works, to do manifest His love and His power. It's, it's something that is a holy compulsion that's not done to earn an identity, but it's done out of a revelation of our identity. Hallelujah. It's, it's just part and parcel of who we are. We receive love, we give it away because overflow, that's what it looks like. Hallelujah. This is the gospel 
of Jesus Christ, that we would no longer walk as orphans or walk in the darkness of deception that would say, hey, you're not qualified. You're not quite there yet. You need this and you need that. No, you need to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. That is it. One thing, I have determined this one thing, to know nothing but Christ and Him crucified. Hallelujah. Because when we get that right, we can have a confidence toward God. So you can have that in theory, but God wants you to make it a reality in your everyday life in that you need to remind yourself very intentionally of the truth of who you are. Who do you think you are? What do you look like today? I shared about this on the weekend, but any thought you have about yourself that doesn't line up with who he is, is a thought exalting itself against the knowledge of Christ and it must be taken captive. It's unhealthy. It's like kryptonite to Superman. If you've got a thought in your head, well, you know, I'm, I don't really, I can't really walk in the gifts of the Spirit or I don't really hear the voice of God or I'm not really very powerful or I haven't got much revelation or I'm, I, you know, I'm a, bit, I'm a bit this or I'm a bit that. They are lies about your identity. If you are reckoning yourself daily dead to sin, that means just agreeing with God. I'll rest into this reality, putting on the new nature by just saying, thank you, God. Oh, hooray. I don't struggle with sin anymore. (laughs) That's happy. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. I don't have to try and get free from sin. You've already forgiven me before I ever did it. (laughs) Thank you, Lord, for mercy. Thank you for forgiveness. Thank you, Lord, for your new nature that's so beautiful. You are compassionate and kind, therefore so am I. Hallelujah, it's my nature, it's my identity. As I rest into this reality, Father, I thank you. This is the truth about me. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So you must very intentionally remind yourself of what you look like. When the enemy whispers, ah, you know, you're not... You, you really aren't very qualified. You don't have enough faith to pray for the sick. You, you, you go, that is a thought exalting itself against the knowledge of God. Get away from me. The truth is I have the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hey, but I don't feel it. Well, even if my heart condemns me, he's greater than my heart. I walk by faith, not by feelings. You have a, a, a thought come Oh, you're a bit of a hypocrite. You have to go, that's a thought exalting itself against the knowledge of Christ. Is Christ a hypocrite? I think not. It's no longer me who lives, but Christ who lives in me. What accusation will you have against me? That's actually really happy news. That really, really, really happy news. Like so happy. The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Like that's it. No condemnation, no um, self-flagellation, no. There's not, none of that. Righteousness, peace, and joy. When you get righteousness, you actually have peace. You're no longer waking up feeling guilty. How's that feel? You're no longer waking up feeling inadequate. 
And even if you do, you can go, hey, that's not true. This is the truth. <laughs> Hooray. <sighs> Thank you, God. The truth. I know the truth and the truth makes me free. Righteousness brings you supernatural peace. And when you have supernatural peace, you're no longer going after everybody else to make you feel okay. It changes your interactions and your relationships. You're able to set other people free from their obligation to make you feel good about yourself. And in fact, you become the one that activates and, and causes the love of Christ to be a, an aroma that overwhelms them every time you speak. Your words become full of grace and edification. No corrupt word proceeds out of your mouth, only that which is necessary for edification and building one another up. I really love the gospel, hey? It's such good news. Yet for centuries, we've muddled it up and confused it and added to it because it just doesn't seem fair. It doesn't seem fair that people who've only worked one hour get the same as people who've worked all day. Jesus smiles about that, goes, <laughs> don't get mad because I'm good. There's a story in the Bible. If you haven't read it, it's awesome. I highly recommend it. Listen to that this morning. The heart of the Father is so much for you to embrace the truth of righteousness. He who knew no sin became sin so that you could become the righteousness of God in Christ. That wasn't a one-off thing that once you got saved, now you're on your own and have to try and maintain righteousness through your efforts and through your works. You missed it. It was a really good worship moment right there. Sometimes people, they think, yeah, righteousness, good. I received that as a gift. But now that I know better, I need to beat myself up because I'm not living up to the standard. That's not the gospel either. Hallelujah. You don't receive righteousness as a gift and then have to work for it for the rest of your life. Happy day. I just did my own little happy dance. That's a lie. Because you can't do it. The righteous live by faith. Hey, they had this revelation um, re-exposed 500 years ago and we're only just getting it now. Like, yeah, good theory. But actually... What does it look like when you outwork it in your everyday emotions and life? It will, it will cause you to become people who have confidence toward God and who'll begin to ask whatever you want. Who'll begin to believe for the exceedingly abundantly above. It'll cause you no longer to accept the status quo of what you've known and press in for what he desires, hallelujah, to start to dream the impossible dreams, hallelujah, because nothing will be impossible for you. I tell you, you know, for many of us, we've lived in a bit of a, a dream state though. 
we've gone, yes, wouldn't that be nice? Oh, yes. I mean, I, I've had prophetic words about speaking to presidents and kings and I go, yeah, that's nice. That's awesome. But God's only just recently been challenging me about, okay, so what are we going to say? That's right. Because I'm starting to get invitations to, to speak to people who are rulers in, and, and I'm realising I, I need to sort of get out of the little Catherine mindset and start into get, get into the mindset of Christ and realise this is game on. This is actually real world. God really wants to do this. He actually wants to do this. Oh. I mean... The enemies in the Bible would talk about, I don't know how they're here and know what we're about to do. It's like they're in our bedrooms listening to us. God is waiting for the people of God, the prophets, to start getting revelation that's going to shift nations, that's going to be able to speak to leaders and governments and make a real difference. He's looking for people who'll say, I'm not going to be content with a few people getting healed. I've, I've told the story. I loved how Gideon shared that this morning. This is my brother from another mother, I tell you what. Hallelujah. But, um, you know, I, I may have shared the story here before, but the Lord's just really challenged me to, to realize that, that we don't have to go on as we've known. God wants to release on the earth a revelation of his kingdom that will make the world wake up and, and take notice. When I was in LA a few years ago, I had this, um, I was wrestling through a, um, a service while, while my friend was preaching and thinking, God, it's not too much to ask that they all get healed. That just should be a normal thing. It's not too much to ask. You know, everyone who came to you got healed. Lord, and you said the same works that we do in greater works. It should just be a normal thing that everybody who comes and asks for healing of you gets healed. It should be absolutely normal. This isn't a big ask, God. It's not a big ask. That I know people have been wondering about this and trying to figure it out for ages, but like this is just should be just normal, basic, standard. We lay hands on the sick. They cover that's it that just should be normal they all get healed God wrestling with God anyone ever done that well surprisingly he wasn't cranky with me for doing that I left that service walked out to the car park and had some of our other pastors were with us and in the dark late at night this guy just comes straight up to me walking two big dogs comes up to me he says Pick a number between 1 and 22. I said, hi, um, I'm Catherine. What's your name? He says, oh, I'm Michael. Pick a number between 1 and 22. I said, oh, okay, Michael. Um, picked a number. He opened up a Bible. He said, I've got a verse for you. And he healed them all. got as big as sources. I, got, I didn't know what to say. I turned around to try and get my friends to, to tell them what had just happened and the guy was gone. And I realised God is wanting to answer our prayers more than we want them answered. You see, it's time to shift gears and shift out of the dreamy state into those who walk in the dreams, 
It's time to shift out of the, wouldn't it be nice, into the, let's do this. Let's pick up the mantle that we've been given, strike the water and see the, and walk across on dry land. Hallelujah. I can feel it. In the Spirit, there is such an urgency. I hear the Lord continually telling me, work while it's light. Work while it's light. For a time is coming when you won't be able to. And I don't say that as a doom and gloom by any means, but I tell you, there is more favour towards you than you can possibly understand at this very moment. Whatever you ask, you can have. If you wake up, embrace the truth of righteousness, embrace the truth of the Gospel, pick up the mantle of Christ and start to use it, this nation and the nations of the earth will be changed. It's not a pep talk, it's an invitation waiting for your response. What are you going to do with Christ? What's your excuse? You know, if you believe the truth of the gospel, that he's already dealt with you, that it's no longer you who lives, but Christ who lives in you, what's your excuse? If you've got the capacity to sit here today, you've got the capacity to close your eyes and start asking some things in faith that will change and shift the circumstances around you, can change the whole world. But you see, the thing is, we've not fully embraced the truth. We've not let ourselves meditate on the truth of what he says. And God's inviting us today, hallelujah, to wake up and step into a new day of truth, of wholeness and revelation that, hey, I'm not on the journey of becoming one that one day might be able to get my prayers answered. I already have that right now and it's time. Hallelujah. You're not disqualified by your circumstances. You might be battling sickness. That does not mean that Christ in you won't heal the sick around you. His faithfulness is not based on your experience. Praise the Lord. His faithfulness is based on who He is. And when you just make a determination, nah. I've determined to know nothing but Christ and Him crucified. It doesn't matter what it looks like. doesn't matter what I'm facing. doesn't matter what I'm walking through. This is who He is. This is who I am. I am the righteous who lives by faith. I'm not going to allow my heart to dictate the truth to me. I'm going to be dictated to. I'm going to discover the truth through the knowledge of Him. All that I know and love about Him now has become true about me because He's given it to me as a gift that I might be the light of the world right here where I'm planted. Father, we say thank you for your word. And Lord, I'm asking that you would bring us revelation, that we would walk in it day by day. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, that you've set us free from lies, from guilt, from shame, from condemnation. Hallelujah. You're not defined by your addiction. I hear some people just, even in your thinking, you're like, well, yeah, but I'm not righteous. I'm addicted to this. Hey, have you believed on the Lord Jesus? Here's the truth. You're righteous. You are not defined by your addiction, and your addiction does not have a hold on you. 
you, you have power now to speak to that and say, no, it's no longer me who lives, but Christ who lives in me, and he doesn't have an issue with that. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you that you are our freedom. You are our life. I thank you for wholeness. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Father, I just thank you, Lord, that right now, even now, people are stepping into freedom. I just see some people right now, you are just letting go of some lies that have bound you for a long time. And I see the freedom of Christ, the truth of His Word, just washing over you. You've heard it many times before, but today the Lord wants you to realise this is the truth and this is the truth about you. Father, I thank you, Lord, for the gift of righteousness. I thank you, Lord, for freedom today. Thank you, Lord, for salvation. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you, Papa. And we're going to pray for some people in just a few minutes. But before we do that, I want to ask you, if you're here today and you know in your heart you haven't received the gift of mercy, the gift of salvation, Jesus Christ was slain for the sins of the whole world. But He is light and light can have no fellowship with darkness. And He he longs for us to open our hearts and receive the gift of forgiveness, the gift of mercy, the gift of salvation. He offers it to us freely. He didn't come into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him should be saved. But we have the freedom to choose life or death. He's asking you today to choose life, to say, yes, Lord, I want your mercy. I want to receive your new life. I want to receive your freedom today. Come into my life. Make me new on the inside. And when you believe that He's the Saviour, that He's able to do that, that He's able to take away your guilt and your shame and your crookedness and make you a new creation, that He's able to give you eternal life, His Spirit living on the inside, then by faith you receive salvation. Hallelujah. If you're here today and you say, yes, I want to respond to the mercy of Christ, there has to be a day when you cross the line and you say, yes, Lord, I want to respond to you. I want you to be my Lord and Saviour. And when you do, the Bible says all of heaven celebrates. If that's you today and you say, yes, I want today to be the day that I come into the Kingdom of God, that I cross the line and receive the mercy of Christ, that I receive the righteousness of God. I want you just to wave your hand at me. Let me see you. If you're here today and you say, yes, that's me. I want today to be the day. God bless you. I see you. Is anybody else? Let me just see your hand. Because in me seeing it and God seeing it, you're making a declaration. Just let me see your hand. Wave it at me. I see you. That's beautiful. I see you. God bless you. You can put it down. Is it anybody else? Scripture says that if you confess me before men, I'll confess you before my Father who's in heaven. As you say, yes, God, I want you as my Saviour. He's there saying, yes, I am your Saviour and you're my child. Hallelujah. Father, thank you, Lord, for these ones that have responded. All across this room, I want you just to pray this after me. Father God, I believe you sent your Son, Jesus Christ, to become sin so I could become righteous. I believe that he died and rose again. Right now, Lord, I receive your gift of forgiveness.
your gift of mercy, your gift of righteousness, your gift of eternal life. Come into my life. Make me new on the inside. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. If you believe that, it's done. It's done. And you do believe that because you responded. That's enough. You responded. And I tell you, the Father who loves you has now come to make Himself live on the inside of you, to give you power to walk in a new identity. And He wants to show you day by day the truth of who He is and who you are. Hallelujah. So I encourage you. Um, let someone know here if you just responded to Christ because we want to see you also get baptised. There's something that happens when, you, um, when you're baptised, you're making a declaration. My old life is buried with Christ, raised up with Him. Hallelujah. And, uh, and as you uh, join into fellowship, you've got others who spur you on to love and good deeds as you run together and see His glory manifested in the earth. Hallelujah. Let's just give God thanks, hey? Thank you, Papa. You're so awesome. If you would, I just want to take a couple of minutes. And I just want us to worship the Lord, just not with a song that we know, but just with your voice, in the Spirit. Why don't you stand with me and just sing to Him? Because I believe even as we sing in the Spirit just for a couple of minutes, I heard this, I saw the Lord just show us this. I believe that He's going to download some fresh revelation to us. Papa, shy. Just let the deep of your spirit, His spirit, cry out through you to Him. The Spirit of God will intercede through you in perfect harmony with the will of the Father. Come on, lift your voices. Just the voices, just for the moment. Let your name be great in this city. Let your name be hallowed in this place. Come on, lift your voices. Mama papa re apa sa mama te ase 
Let the river flow. Let the river flow. Come on, I really believe as some of you just begin to sing in the Spirit, you're going to see a fresh release of the river of God begin to pour out. God's going to make a way where there seems to be no way. Rivers in the desert. Roadways in the wilderness make a way for you and your family. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, praise the Lord. Let, why don't you grab a seat for a minute? We're just going to pray for a couple of people as we, as we close. Catherine and Kate, let's just pray. I wanted to do that because I felt the Holy Spirit wanted to start a flow flowing through you today.